To know and not do is to not know. You may be telling yourself that you know what to do and that you just need to do it. But if you really knew it, then you'd integrate it into your life. Our interviewed guest today provides us with this insight to ponder. To know and not do is to not know. And before any of us get defensive and say, no, I disagree. I really do know what to do and I just really do need to just do it. I encourage you to consider why the not doing is happening. Barriers to taking action can be incredibly tricky. They're tricky to uncover, and sometimes it's because they seem too small or too silly to make a difference, and other times maybe they feel too big or too exhausting to work around. Whatever the case, I can't wait for you to meet physician-turned-life coach Cindy Sai. You will feel enlightened walking away from today's episode, so stay tuned. Thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author. I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking. No more all or nothing mentality. Get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction Not Perfection. Happy Podcast Friday. Welcome to episode 155. To know and not do is to not know with Dr. Cindy Sai. Cindy is a physician and life coach who has left traditional medicine behind and now focuses on empowering others to live their best life with ease and joy. She is trained in coaching, mindfulness, and other energy healing modalities. She has a comprehensive set of skills and resources to offer a holistic and personalized approach to coaching. So tune in with me today to hear Cindy's journey and learn how she can help you take that next step toward achieving your goals in a safe and non-judgmental way. So excited to introduce you today to Cindy Sai. We're going to talk about how slowing down actually helps us reach our goals. Cindy transitioned from physician to life coach to make a bigger impact, and I cannot wait to hear all about this. Welcome, Cindy. Thank you so much, Lindsay. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you and just start from the very beginning. How did your journey go, including all the different amazing places that you have lived? Definitely. So I was a shy, introverted perfectionist with good girl syndrome. And I'm the youngest of four daughters. And there's a big age gap between me and my sisters because my parents didn't plan to have me. And so from a young age, I just had this belief that I wasn't enough as I was. So ever since I was a little girl, I thought I had to be perfect. I would do things like organize my stuffed animals from small to big. So my room was clean and just do all the right things in order to be liked and accepted. And I followed in my dad's footsteps to become a doctor because I wanted to help people feel better. And I loved all things health and wellness. And so I worked really hard. 
I attended top schools like Johns Hopkins and then Dartmouth for med school. And then I completed internal medicine residency in San Francisco. But after over two decades of school and training, I mean, I was so excited to finally start working as a primary care physician because I thought I reached my goal and I could relax and live with ease, <laughs> but no, it didn't work out that way. And Never. <laughs> no, <laughs> because even though it was, it was such a privilege to serve as a physician, but I was frustrated when patients came in with health crises or chronic illnesses, picking up their medication refills and not actually get much better. You know, I really wanted to offer healing on a deeper level and to look at the person as a whole and not just prescribe medication as a Band-Aid, right? I think it's important to look at the root cause to understand and change things for good. And I really wish I could have intervened sooner so that really focusing on prevention, wellness, optimization, so people wouldn't even have to get to that point. But I didn't know where to start. You know, I wish I had... I didn't, I felt stuck because I didn't want to leave a stable job as a doctor and a medical director and just take this risk after dedicating so many years and things look good on the surface. I checked all the boxes, but I was unhappy and that was really scary to admit. Yeah. And I was just so stressed. I got sick with an autoimmune condition impacting my eyes that could have led to full vision loss. And I remember being in the doctor's office, like as a patient, um, trying to stay calm and not break down when I received the diagnosis, just worried that I would never be able to see. And I knew something had to change. So I sought help. I learned about the mind body connection to heal. And I started working with a life coach and a healer who said my vision was impacted because I didn't want to see the reality of my life. Hmm. And when she said that, I knew she was right and that I had to slow down and really to reevaluate because I wasn't living my life purpose. And through working with a coach, I learned tangible tools and skills to really quiet my inner critic, to stop people pleasing, and to really accept and reconnect with myself and uncovered my true purpose which is to serve as a guide and a coach to empower others to live their best life with ease and joy. Mm, that is so beautiful, Cindy. And it's so scary that, that I can't even fathom the moment where you really realize this has to change. And I'm just going to kind of push every, this whole huge like school journey, it still is pertinent, obviously, but, but you're shifting, you're pivoting. And oh, can you give our listeners kind of an idea was it a quick pivot when it started to happen or was this all still over a, a long time period as well? Yeah, it actually happened pretty quickly. I think as soon as I started to really dive deep into this inner work, my own healing journey, mm-hmm. I was able to connect with a lot of people, a lot of guides, support, um, coaches, mentors, um, and, and I think that things really just fell into place, so to speak. Um, I think the more I really connected to myself and trusted that this was the path that I was going to go on. Um, it was very scary at first, you know, it's such a jump from, from conventional medicine where everything is, 
it's pretty linear. You kind of know, okay, med school, residency, you know, all these things, right? So um, I think in the beginning, there was a lot of uncertainty and fear. And, um, but I think as I did more and really listened to myself and, and connected deeply, it became so much easier. It almost just flowed, which um, is just such a relief, you know, that it doesn't have to be a struggle. <laughs> right. I love that you just said that because I think even when people are fighting for their health goals, unless they're struggling, they don't feel like they're working towards health where don't you feel like sometimes it's allowed to be easy or when it's easy, maybe it's because it's our actual, it's like aligning with our own needs. So true. I totally agree. And I think a lot of times um, it's, it's because of, you know, it's, it's how we're used to seeing things. You know, a lot of times we talk about how um, like no pain, no gain, right. Mm -hmm. All these things. And I really think that um, it's everyone is different and everyone's path and journey is going to be a little bit different. And when we're doing something that's not in alignment with who we are, it feels like an uphill battle. Mm -hmm. And, um, and that's also a lesson, right? It's like, oh, actually, you know, maybe that's not for me. Um, but I totally agree that it's, it's absolutely possible for it to be easy. And that's my whole intention and process. Like I want to help people be successful, be healthy and well, and to live a meaningful life with ease and joy. Like, I don't want you to have to like wait until you get to your goal before you can relax and enjoy. Like the whole process is available to you. Oh, amen, sister. Oh, I so believe that too. And now it's just getting everybody else to jump on board that it's allowed, it's allowed to be a little fun, a little easy. And I agree with you. If we wait until the end, there's all this time in between that like we're missing all those champagne moments, those beautiful wins that are happening. Do you have trouble with your clients and having them like really acknowledge when they are winning, when they are hitting those goals? Yeah. Definitely. I think that is a process that we work through. Um, a lot of times, um, I think we're so used to only looking for the big wins. And it's almost like we get into this all or nothing type of thinking. And, and then it's like, oh, you know, I have to lose 30 pounds or I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. Right. And then when you think about setting a big goal um, that seems really unattainable, it's really deflating if you're not able to like see yourself getting there, right? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's really helpful to break things down to really small pieces. And I always have people celebrate every single win, no matter small or big, because that helps you get into that positive mindset and it's more expansive and encouraging so that you can find that motivation to keep going. Right. Absolutely. I'm trying to envision how you work. Are you doing one-on-ones with people? Do you hold a community? What's your process? I'm currently serving clients through one-on-one -on -one coaching right now. 
Okay. And do you normally have them commit to kind of multiple sessions or does it kind of just feel it out as you go? I generally work with clients three months at a time and we meet weekly through Zoom. And I really think that with any type of behavior change and it's a process and you want to take time to learn the tools and skills, but also be able to practice and implement it so that it becomes second nature, Mm -hmm. right? I think as a coach, my goal is to share my tools and resources and empower clients to build their own toolkit so that they can be able to bring different tools out depending on what's going on in their life at that point in time. No, I love that. Do you feel like three months is kind of a sweet spot that you have found that at least it gives people a jump off point and then obviously they can keep going, but. Yeah, I would say that, you know, even just within the first session, like every session you're gaining so much more awareness when you have that space to explore and talk about things, right? But I think that three months is a good starting point to really see big shifts in specific areas of your life so that it really becomes your own. And I always like to say that coaching is not something you do forever, right? You do I mean, it's, I I love coaching. I have multiple coaches and continue to, Um, but I think that, you know, at different points in your life, there will be different people, different guides who will be able to help you on your journey. And so I think being able to work with someone for a period of time, help them get through whatever they're working on. And then, you know, always being available, of course, having that connection, but I, I really think that it's it's important to also stay connected to you and who you really are and what is important to you. Because I think a lot of times there's so much noise and distraction and, um, you know, it's it can be really hard to, to stay grounded in the midst of all of that. I'm loving all of this permission that I'm hearing come out of you. <laughs> permission to one, when you do commit to something like this, it's not that you're like signing your life away. Permission that each phase of life gives us new people who we might need. Like I can only imagine when you first started on your journey, that coach who helped you do this huge pivot in life. Are you still working with that same coach or have you moved on? We're not working together anymore. Yeah, I've had a couple other coaches since then, but we remain on on good terms. And, and I think that, yeah, I think different, I, I really believe, I think my philosophy is that everyone has a purpose and gifts to share. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, there are different people who you can help in different phases of life. And so it's always good to, to make connections and know what people are up to and, and who they help, what they enjoy doing, right? Because I think that's so important that when you're really in your element, when you're enjoying what you're doing, the energy that you give off, um, the, the presence that you have, like that's so powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. And and again, like at any given point, we need something different from somebody. Um, I'm. Do you use any of your medical background anymore? Or have you really shifted just, like does coaching involve 
Anything from the medical back backstory? So my coaching is, um, it's not medicine. So I don't provide medical advice. Um, mm -hmm. That being said, I am trained in mindfulness and various energy healing techniques that mm -hmm. I may bring into the sessions. Mm -hmm. So, so there's that element. I mean, I really see myself as a healer and, you know, being able to call on different tools and, and skills to help people on their journeys. And in terms of medicine, I am not currently practicing primary care, but I am doing completing training in integrative medicine because I do think that integrative medicine is such a wonderful specialty to really blend everything that works together. And my vision is to really be able to create these healing centers for people kind of bring in all these different wonderful modalities. So, so that's definitely something to come in the future. Sorry for the interruption, but we are going to take a quick moment to talk about powerhouse membership. We are quickly approaching 2022 and I don't know about you, but my head is already starting to spin with goals and aspirations for the new year. I also know that life will continue to get in the way of those goals and aspirations if I don't pull in my accountability sources to make it all happen. This is what the powerhouse community is all about. Accountability. The membership is a virtual safe place to set goals, work through barriers, and have one-on-one -on -one professional guidance. In this new year, I will not only be providing a community of support for our members, but there will also be individual coaching sessions. I like to think of it this way. For $80 a month, I not only get a private coaching session, but instead of having time lapse in between those sessions, you will have daily and weekly support through Zoom calls, virtual workouts, a library of recipes, psychology talks, and courses, and let's not forget the social connection and the support that comes from other like-minded individuals working their way through their health journey. And one last reminder that this does not have to be strictly about nutrition and fitness. You can use your powerhouse accountability wherever you need it in your life. Better family flow, home organization, social connection, you name it. For questions or getting signed up for the new year, please visit my website at healthaccountabilitycoach.com. That is healthaccountabilitycoach.com. The link will be in the show notes. And now back to our interview. Let's talk goals for a second though. And the whole idea of like reverse engineering from what we ultimately want. Can you give us a couple examples of what some just day-to-day -day conversations look like between you and clients and goal setting? Yeah, absolutely. So what I love is to take a holistic approach and to look at different areas of your life. Because I think how you do how you do one thing is how you do everything, and mm -hmm. so I think that um, you know in terms of coaching client conversations, you know we could be talking about your business, we could be talking about relationships, we could be talking about your health. Um, but I think regardless, the my process is I think it's really important to always start with the end in mind, mm -hmm. and. Because if you don't know where you're going, how are you gonna get there? Right. <laughs> and so I think that the, the challenging part is that because of modern day life, most people don't necessarily 
have the time or opportunity to really sit down and reflect and think about, hey, what would my ideal life look like? Like, you know, all these different things, right? And so I really provide that space for us to get very clear on what does the end look like? You know, does it mean um, finding a perfect partner? Does it mean losing this amount of weight? Does it mean feeling energetic? Does not you know, just all these different things and really stepping into that place where it's already happened. And because I talk a lot about the mind body connection and how it's really important to be in alignment with, with both parts. So, you know, you can think it, I think you may have heard this. People are like, yeah, I know that intellectually, but just like mm-hmm. something's blocking me. Right. And it's because they're a little bit out of sync. Right. So you want to make sure that not just your mind, but also your body feels and embodies your finished goal. And so starting there, And then really working backwards, which is what the reverse engineering is. And like, you know, you can break it down very practically. How much time do you have? You know, and just being very practical, open and honest. Because I think a lot of times we have the idea of how it should look and, you know, what we need to do. And there's a lot of, I would say, judgment surrounding that sometimes, right? Like we have, um, you know, maybe you want to um, do X or lose this amount of weight by this time. And, but then you have all these engagements and holiday parties, family visiting, all these things, which makes it really hard, right? And so it's like, let's break it down. Let's be open and realistic in a very safe and non-judgmental space so that you actually can get there in that way, in a way with ease, right? And not with like struggle with deprivation and, and, you know, a lot of that. Do you feel like you battle? Cause I know I do. It's this constant, I know everybody wants quick results. It's more fun. It's more, you know, it, it aligns with more with society and what it's telling us. But what are some of your conversations around just it, it might take this amount of time or like helping people settle into the process? Yeah, I think that's a really good point that we live in. I think, you know, our attention spans, right. Are like goldfish, like six, seven seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, we want that instant gratification. And I think that's why it's so helpful to work with someone on this journey. Like I know your work being an accountability coach, right. And having community and really seeing that you're not alone in this right? And that it's possible, like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And that, you know, this is really for the future. And I think what helps is when you're really connected to your why, Mm -hmm. when you're really motivated, and it's coming from a place that feels really true to you, as opposed to maybe, others expectations of you or something external to you right because a lot of times it's those things while they can be motivating it's not as um I I find that it's not as 
helpful as if it were really a deep desire from you internally. So um, I think when you really stay connected to your why, and then you can continue to see, celebrate the small wins and see that light at the end of the tunnel, it makes the process a little bit easier. And having the support, you know, having cheerleaders, but also someone to keep you accountable, right? You're not supposed to, you don't need to do this alone, right? Like have that, have that community, have a, a tribe behind you, right? Like really um, surround yourself with people who care and who are really on your team and rooting for you because it's absolutely possible. You also just want to optimize your environment as well. Right. And don't you feel that way because of getting to be a coach and you're talking about it all the time? Don't you feel like it helps in your own endeavors with your health because it never gets to slip down the priority list? Absolutely. I think it's for for all the people who are working in terms of in the healing space, I think our own self-care is of utmost importance. Right. Because if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not practicing what you preach, and of course it's not perfect, right? I love your podcast name that, you know, it's, it's direction, not perfection. Um, but as best as you can, celebrate every win and really staying focused so that you actually are staying in a place of fullness, if that makes sense. So you actually have more to give and you can be serving at the highest level. Right. What are some of your most difficult conversations with clients or maybe some of your own frustrations where you're like, I wish you understood this. (laughs) When you first start doing work on yourself and when you first start um, investing in yourself, it can be really scary and hard to let go of some of the beliefs and stories you've told and and held on to. And so I think specifically, I work with a lot of women, high achieving women who have done all the things right. And, you know, but they're still unhappy. Right. And I think a lot of times we find that we uncover that it, it stems from a place of not fully believing in themselves yet, not trusting themselves, not appreciating themselves. And for me as a coach, I mean, I always hold my clients at the highest level and I already see them at with their full potential and, and like seeing how, how much they can have to offer. And it's always just, you know, I have to remind myself that to, to, be where the clients are and also hold space for their growth. Um, Because I'm like, you know, you are amazing. Like saying all these things that they don't yet believe it. Right. So that initial process of helping them see how amazing they are. You know, I just wish I could fast forward that and just Mm -hmm. like let them help them get to the other, other end of the spectrum. So that, you know, there's so much possibility and abundance for everyone. Right. And, and you're so correct in the statement of them not being able, the client has a harder time seeing themselves as, as we do. Right. And so 
Yet again, another importance of pulling in a coach, because sometimes we need that mirror in front of us to tell us something that we're unable to currently grasp and that we don't have to believe it yet. We just have to know and have the faith that if we keep working little by little by, we will get there. But I think that faith's hard to come by, you know, it's especially after many years of being hard on yourself or you, I'm sure you work on critical self-talk a lot and it's hard and it's a journey and people do need to settle in, which goes to your slow again, slow and steady. But again, like that's why a coach is so important. It's, I, I feel like I will never not have somebody as my teammate to, to keep helping me expedite. It's not that we can't get there. It's that I want to get there a little quicker, right? Like a coach is going to get Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think that coaching is such a supportive process that, and it's, it really helps you get where you want to go in the easiest and fastest way possible. Mm-hmm. Right. Because as a coach, I'm able to identify blind spots that the client doesn't yet see, right? And it's like, wow, you know, and, and that could save years of unnecessary struggle, right? And, um, and I also believe that while it's important to learn from your experiences, it's also the most expensive way to learn because it takes time you're struggling, there's a lot of confusion, you're spending a lot of energy, which sucks. <laughs> Nobody has time for that, right? So, so that's why I just think coaching is, is such a gift and opportunity to, to really, really, you know, set your goals, take the steps you need to get there and, and just improve and optimize all areas of your life in the easiest way possible. Two things with this. It's the optimizing all areas of our life, even if we're not meaning to. Don't you feel like it ripples by accident, like you work in one area and see it blossom in another? Yeah, absolutely. You think that you're working on your health, but your work life improves, your relationships improve, right? And you know, you're feeling better, you're taking care of yourself, you have more energy you're more present, you're going to be able to think more clearly in all other areas of your life too. So it really, really has that ripple effect and, and not just in your life, but also the people around you. And you've probably heard so many stories, right? I mean, I I know that with coaching people, I know for me, even personally, my friends and family have noticed the big shifts and they're like, wow, you were, you're a different person. And you're like the happiest person I know. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I thought you were going to go this way with it too, is that we pull other people in by accident by, you know, if we're shifting a healthier behavior in our house or doing something, then all of a sudden our spouse accidentally does it or our kids fall into line. And it's like, ah, so it's so cool to see that happen. I think it's, I've noticed it's really hard for women to take time for themselves Mm -hmm. And especially when you have a family and when you're trying to balance work and home life, like it's, it's really hard. I just wish it wasn't like that because women are so, we have so much to offer. And I think when you're giving everything to everyone else and not taking care of yourself, you're, that's the path to burnout, right? When you're not Mm -hmm. able to recharge and, and stay well yourself. 
Yeah, it goes back to the put on your own oxygen mask first. It's the, it feels like this step that you don't want to do because you're more worried about something else, but it's what ultimately is going to give you that energy and, and longevity. You know, I, I can always tell when I'm burning the candle at both ends, I'm, I get mad at my body for doing this. And I'm also so thankful, but I get sick really fast. Like even you and I were talking, I traveled over Thanksgiving. I had to really behave on going to bed at normal hours because I knew I'd come back home and be done. I'd be sick. I, I, and I, I ugh, so annoying, but it's like my body's way. I think of self-preserving. So I don't get to that point where something else is manifesting. I can't even imagine going through residency. I couldn't do it. I, I would have failed residency. <laughs> Be sick all the time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I really think that our bodies hold so much wisdom and we oftentimes aren't listening. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think I, I saw that definitely as a primary care physician, when patients came in and they would be, you know, like hormones would be all over the place and, and, and just like feeling all these different symptoms. And they're like, no, I've been doing this forever. It's fine. Like I can do this. And I was like, yeah, you know, it's, I'm sure you've been able to handle it, but at a certain point, there's a threshold for everyone. Now that threshold may be a little bit different for, for different people, but at some point, you know, it's going to be too much. And then that's when the body's going to just shut off. Right. Because it's like, well, no, we really can't do this anymore. And I just, I think that was what I really always wanted to help people hopefully not ever get to that point of like, you know, to have to get sick before mm -hmm. you really listen and take care of yourself. Right. Do you feel like you're pleasantly surprised or frustrated with people being very like open to this more new integrative type of thinking with medicine, kind of combining of the Western and the inner, or do you think you're hitting walls often? I would say that there's definitely a lot more people who are open, interested in the field of integrative medicine and functional medicine, which is amazing mm -hmm. because I really think that um, everybody is different. So the things you need are gonna be different and we can't really use this cookie cutter approach, right? Because, um, you know, there's, even if you think about a lot of the studies that were done on medications and especially in the past, the population that they studied was not necessarily very diverse, right? And then yet we're using the same doses and different things for for this for using the same dose for different types of populations and things like that without really knowing the the potential downstream effects mm -hmm. of that. So I really am really hopeful to see that more people are learning about integrative medicine and really bringing in what works well for them in Western medicine, as well as incorporating some of these complementary alternative therapies to really blend that, the, the approach and, and the various modalities that work best for them at that point in time. Right. And that again is so well stated. I, I think people like always get in black and white thinking of 
it's this or that. And there's just this nice flow between them, but utilizing both to make sure again, personalized for our own body. Yes. Uh, it's interesting. You are, I'm going to say fifth or sixth physician that I have interviewed within the last three months and not everyone has aired yet, but that has jumped ship from starting in traditional medicine and going, wait, I can't do everything I want to do. (laughs) Hang on. I don't want to just prescribe a pill. Like I want, when you picture what a perfect session could have looked like, even sitting in your physician's office with your client, how much time would you have needed with those patients to, to feel like you really could have made a difference? Definitely more than what is generally allotted in, in current medical practice. I think that more than 15 minutes. Yes. <laughs> I think it's it's definitely a a bigger opportunity to to really look at the medical system as a whole, right? And how we're delivering care. Because um, I think right now it's very much focused on sick and acute care, and as opposed to more of that prevention wellness model. And I really always try to remember that every patient is a person with their own stories and experiences. And when they come in to see a physician um, or a healer, healthcare provider, they are suffering on some level. And I think it's really important to provide that space to listen and explore and understand. Um, so definitely 15 minutes, I don't think is, is enough time. Um, I would say definitely at least ideal to have an hour or more and, and to really take that time and, and unpack some of the things and, and you know really identify different priorities and explore, right? And, and get a really, I think, realistic assessment of, of where people are at. I know that a lot of times with the limited time, you know, maybe you don't get the full picture. You don't really get a sense of like what their diet and lifestyle looks like and, and all these things. And all these things play such a big role, right? And in someone's day-to-day and, and health picture overall. So definitely as best as you can, really having that space and time to, to really get to know each other, I think is, is key. Mm-hmm. I think you might know this about me, but I, I came from dietitian land. Like I started in acute and then moved into outpatient. And I that was my first of going, oh, I really like outpatient because I get consistency with these with these patients and that I get to see them three months, six months down the road versus that one and done. And you don't know whatever you said, if it even made a difference. And I think that's where the accountability piece for me came in too, because I was just thinking, you know what, half of my patients kind of already know what to do. I'm not like, I'm not rocking their worlds with what I'm telling them. It's just more like, how do we make sure you do it? So do you find that? Yeah. I, I want to offer this phrase I heard a while back. Um, it's to know and not do is to not know. Oh, interesting. Say it again. To know and not do is to not know. 
that was profound to me. It sounds so simple, right? But I think I'm sure, I mean, I'm guilty of this. It's like, oh yeah, I know what to do, but am I actually doing it? Am I actually doing all these things? Always no, right? And, and then so when I heard this phrase and, and now I always like take a moment and be like, actually, okay, well, if I really knew it, and I really integrated it, I would actually do it, right? Mm. Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Yes. <laughs> That's why having a coach, having that accountability is so helpful, right? Because then you actually really have someone there to help you see when you're like, you know, and, and to really help you um, just stay grounded and focused and, and, you know, just be honest about. I always say that, I, I tell people what they need to grow, not necessarily what they want to hear, right? Because that's not really the highest service. Mm-hmm. So, and especially I think, you know, we have friends and family who love us, but they're not always going to be honest with you. <laughs> right. Nor should they have to be, right? As yeah. far as yeah. like in a way of like protecting relationships. The relationships. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Not that they don't love you and want to be honest with you. It's that we all have to live together forever and ever. (laughs) The reason why coaching is so important, I know I keep coming back to this, but how many times have you gone into a coaching session feeling like they don't, they're not going to have anything to offer me today? Like there are times where I almost cancel my session because, and it's normally because I'm busy and I'm just like, yeah, it's not going to make that big of a difference. (laughs) And then I show up and I'm like, you're exactly what I needed today. Thank you. Absolutely. And I think that it's a commitment to yourself and the people we meet, the experiences we have, there's a reason for it. And it's, it's like that one day when you're having the worst day and maybe you're scrolling social media and then you just see a post that's so inspiring and motivating. And you're like, this is exactly what I needed, you know? Mm -hmm. And So I think it's just really important to stay connected to who you are so you can really hear and and understand like, hey, am I really exhausted and I really don't have any energy to do anything else Then you know, cancel, do whatever, take time for you, right? And, And so just staying connected so that you can really take good care of yourself throughout our fall. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, For every listener going, I love Cindy, where do I go find her? What are the best and easiest ways to reach you? Definitely. So my website is available, cindysimd.com is the best way to learn more about me and how I help um, clients and connect with me on social media. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. It's at cindysimd. And also I invite people to join my weekly newsletter where I send send insider tips on how to live with ease and joy and enjoy your life. Mm, Awesome. I'm going to connect with you the second we jump off of here. (laughs) Um, And just, I, I know you've listened to some episodes and you know, I asked this, but if you were to wrap your arms around all of our listeners and send them off with that last like bit of advice of you hope everybody heard this today, what would that be? I would share that. Please remember that you are enough right now. You are amazing right now, 
just as you are. And you are here to do amazing, amazing things. Please believe and trust in yourself that you have everything it takes. Mm -hmm. And this is coming from somebody who lived this. Can you say, like, I now believe this, you've gotten to this place in your life that you truly can encompass that? Yeah, I definitely am an example of this. You know, I, I think that I was always seeking something external because I was filling this void I had internally. And in my own journey, I've really learned to believe in myself and have my own back. And it's been such a profound shift and all the opportunities that I have now. I mean, I'm incredibly grateful and, you know, it's, it's possible for everyone. And it's about shifting the mindset from that place of fear and lack and scarcity to abundance and trust and gratitude and love and just so much compassion for yourself and others. And I'm really, really grateful to, to be here and to share and, and connect with you all. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. We were so spoiled today. Join us again sometime. Thank you for joining me today. If this topic served any purpose for you, or you can picture that exact person who needed this, I'm always honored when you share the episode. We are making 2021 the year that we are going to pour motivation and inspiration onto others. I also always appreciate it when you leave reviews on iTunes and rate the podcast. I send you off with all the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open-minded to new information, keeping an open mind to the fact that our journey will look different now and in five years from now, slow and steady, y'all. It's not always instant gratification and not always that exciting, but a much gentler and redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all the years and every season of life. I cannot wait to catch up next Friday. Cheers to health and happiness.